When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Happy weekend to you. Vikings Vent Line. Another edition here. Declan Goff here to take us through Vikings Vent Line. Of course, if this is the first time you're discovering Vent Line, or Purple Daily for that matter, hit the subscribe button right here on this YouTube channel. We are a daily Minnesota Vikings show, seven days a week. 365 days a year we provide vikings content to you vikings vent line is always powered by our friends at tcl enjoy more of what you love with tcl and of course surly brewing try the surly furious try the variety packs go get a grapefruit supreme there's plenty of options uh surly brewing is a proud sponsor and our presenting sponsor here of purple daily and we thank them for uh for powering this episode of vikings vent line of course vent line exists during the viking season we like to bring on guests with us, with Mackie, Judd, and myself, to talk about everything purple from the game. But we also bring Vikings Ventline on during the offseason to talk about offseason topics, whether it's the draft or offseason moves. I got my guys Joseph and Nick, who are about to join me here in just a little bit uh, to break things down uh, with the first month of free agency and what to expect from the Vikings going ahead. Uh, if you'd like to get in on a future episode of Vikings Ventline, shoot me an email. It's scrolling across the bottom of the screen for our video audience. It's Vikings Ventline at gmail.com. I got a list of guests that are in queue for future episodes, but if you'd like to get in on a future one, just shoot me an email, vikingsventline at gmail.com. I will gladly get you in queue here. Um, and like we said, like I said, I like to do this at least once a week here uh, on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. We do this during the season. It's one of our most fun and interactive shows in all of Minnesota sports or on this YouTube community uh, that's very broadened as well. Uh, I'm excited to talk to all of the Vikings fans that like to join us here on Purple Daily. All right. Enough of the pleasantries, enough of the introductions. Let's get our two guys on here. We got Nick and we have Joseph. Nick said he's based in North Carolina. Joseph, are are you in Minnesota? Where are you based at, man? I'm in Canada, Edmonton. You're in Canada, Edmonton. I was just telling Nick off the mic. It (laughs) it blows my mind, dude, at how many Vikings fans exist outside of the Twin Cities. So I've grown up here in Minneapolis and St. Paul my entire life. And in the last two years, since we really started Vikings Vent Line of making this a YouTube and video show, discovering all these Vikings fans outside of Minnesota is like the coolest part for me. So we got a dude from Edmondson, got a guy from North Carolina. We've had people on this show from Australia and Europe, for God's sake. So this Vikings <laughs> nation and community is is crazy. Yeah. Pretty nuts, yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Is, can I can I can I say one thing? Yeah. Can, of course. I, can I say one thing? I just man, I've been I've been watching you guys for so long now and uh uh, Josh Zogad, man, and you guys keep it honest. You guys keep it real, and I love it. And your show is like 
the best show. Like my whole family, <laughs> my kids, my 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 wife, we all we all tune in, we watch it, and it's awesome. I just like hearing the truth about the the, the, the team and everything about the team. It, it just feels so real, and I love that. Hey, Joseph, we really appreciate that. Joseph's not related. Or I have no I have no relationship to Joseph, by the way. <laughs> this is just an, a nice plug from him up there in Canada. We appreciate your family. Uh, Tuning in to yeah. us, man. Is there question for you, okay. quick, Joseph? Too is there like is there a Vikings bar? Is like where do you go to watch the Vikings? Like, can you get them at a at a local establishment, or do you like subscribe to a ticket package? What do you do to watch the Vikings? Oh man, um, I have like a I brought I brought in like a nice TV and everything just to like you know I turn in Vikings like throughout the the off season. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we go to the bar. Like me, I have like a I'm originally from, originally from from Winnipeg. But uh, I have like a family and friends that are, I got a friend that is a New York Jet, a Giants fan. I got a friend that is an Eagle fan. So we get together. My last Joseph. And it's just amazing, you know? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So nice. I love it. I love to hear it. Bro- connection broke up there a little bit there for you, Joseph, but I think you're back now. But yeah, it's, it's pretty oh. crazy, man. Just uh, seeing all the Vikings yeah. fans and community all over the place. Um, you know, and, and Nick, I know you said you're, you're originally from Philly. You're now down in, in North Carolina. Um, and you and I were emailing because you obviously watched our our Quasi episode the other day about trust in the process, and and you know those term that term very well, being uh, from Philadelphia, and you said in Kid Jersey, oh my God, he's got a Kid Jersey, that's incredible, and and you emailed me saying I know all about the trust the process. So as someone who grew up in Philly and is clearly a diehard Sixers fan, when when you hear Quasi Adolfo Mensa talk about his relationship with Sam. What and and just this competitive rebuild and the trust in the process. What kind of goes through your mind? Uh, so I love the crazy aspect, but I don't trust the ownership because I definitely feel like keeping Kirk would not have been, you know, what Hinky would have done. Um, you know, what would Hinky do is my big saying around here. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think ownership needs to you know step out of the way and let Quasi do what he's going to do. I mean, you're talking about Hinky. He's the guy who traded Michael Carter Williams after he won Rookie of the Year. You know, the next year he was gone because he wasn't good enough to, you know, win a title in Hickey's eyes. Um, so definitely, you know, big smile on my face when I heard that. And, you know, hopefully ownership can just, you know, take a step back and let Quasi do what he needs to do. And and so far, Nick, have you have you liked what Quasi has done as a Vikings fan? I know these had limited resources, but just his, like, first month in the job, what, what did you think he's done so far? Uh, so-so. I mean, I think he's kind of has his hands tied behind his back a little bit with, you know, having to go semi-all in this year. Uh, but definitely after the season, I feel like, you know, unless they make a deep playoff run, I think, you know, people are going to be, you know, moved off from, you know, Harrison Smith, Eric Kendricks, you know, bars already gone. So I think after one year, if it doesn't go, you know, deep playoff run, I think he's going to be able to, you know, clean house a little bit. Um, and Kirk's contract isn't too bad because it's only two years. So hopefully, you know, if it doesn't go well this year, you know, draft somebody in 2023 whether it's the Ohio State guy, the Alabama guy, uh, but maybe use, you know, what the Chiefs did with Smith to Mahomes, I think could be a, you know, a solid transition from, you know, where we're at with Kirk to, you know, a springboard to the future. So it, it kind of feels like, too, that you you just really see the same similarities, right, between what the Sixers are tried, tried to do with trusting the process, them getting Embiid, and then I know they got rid of Simmons now, but it's, it's clearly worked right, for right. them to a degree. Do you feel like it's kind of the Vikings are on that similar path? Not yet. <laughs> now, if they would have traded Kirk and, you know, cut some of the veterans, I feel like definitely would have been on that track. But, you know, keeping Kirk and running it back is not, you know, the route that I think Quasi wants to go down um, and definitely not one that I think he would have gone down. So 
hopefully after this year, you know, clear the road a little bit and, you know, let Quasi get to work. Totally. Joseph, what do you think, man? Um, with watching Quasi here the first month of the job, um, have you liked his move? What, what type of uh, grade and what do you think Quasi has been able to do uh, with, with, with having a stamp on the Vikings roster in the first month of the season? Man, truth be told, like, when they hired Quasi, I was, like, excited because I'm, like, you know, finally we got something new coming in the building and everything. But since then, I just feel like there's too many voices in the room that is not allowing him to be able to do what he wants to do, put his stamp on the team and build his own team, I mean, build a team that he, that, he's, what, that he wants to. They've been talking a lot about collaboration and everything, but I just feel like it's just too much, like, uh, on a collaboration situation because right now, like, I see it as, like, running it back, it's – Everybody's like a lot of people say, oh, it's a good idea and stuff, but it's not a good idea because we've been in this situation for like three to four years now. And the same situation was consistently over and over and over. And even our new coach, uh, KOC, like he, he was coaching uh, her cousin back in um, uh, uh, Washington. Washington. Yep. Yeah, back in, back in Washington. And it's not like he got like that, that productive out of him like that he thinks that he can get now. And Kirk Cousins is in his thirties. Like you, like Kirk Cousins is gonna be Kirk Cousins. Like I know, I know he's, he thinks he can change him, but I don't, I don't see that happening. Because at the end of the day, like I've watched Viking football for so long already, and I've, I've. There's one thing I've noticed about Kirk Cousins. It's not, I don't, I don't have anything against him. I think he's a good player, but like he doesn't take ownership for his mistakes. He's always pointing fingers, you know, somewhere else and doing all that stuff. And I don't think that's a leader. I don't think that's a captain. And I just think like you know, like right now we need to stop like buying into like this whole fantasy situation about oh the Vikings can can run this back and they're gonna make it into like uh the Super Bowl playoff or whatever. I think they're gonna be okay. I don't think they're gonna be like totally that good. But for for our, our GM, I like the move with uh signing um Smith. And I think that's I think that's a good move so far. But the whole I just think they need they need to give him the green light to just to just put his stamp on his team instead of everybody just trying to like, you know, put uh two cent into the whole situation. Yeah, it, I, you know, Joseph, I think you echo a lot of Vikings fans that say that, hey, it's great. They're going to lean into offense a little bit more here. They got rid of Mike Zimmer. Kevin O'Connell should hopefully unlock the offense a bit, but how much more can you unlock from a guy who's 34 years old and has been in the league for almost 10 years now? Um, and and I, I think that's the big interesting part that we're going to figure out if we have egg in our face and we're wrong on that. Uh, but it just it seems a little too far-fetched to just run everything back Maybe you plug in a couple holes here at the nose tackle and and a linebacker, but it seems a little far fetched to go from a team that's always been flirting and fringing around five hundred, and then just changing a coach and just small tweaks make them go from seven eight wins to ten eleven twelve wins. Um, it, it is an interesting part. Uh, Nick, what do you think of Kirk Cousins, man? Are, are you a fan of him? Um, do you think there is more to his game? What, what's your your overall view of Kirk? Uh, up and down, depending on the week. <laughs> um, overall, I feel like we have to move on. I don't think there's much more there. I mean, he's, what, 34? I don't think at 34 he can grow too much further. I mean, having Zim as a coach didn't help. But at the same point, I mean, you're paid however much, $30 million a year. You have to take ownership of it. And, you know, I feel like, you know, there's times when he's just an I, I just work here guy. So I feel like yeah. you can't win with that. And, you know, just to get back to Hinky really quickly, um, in the 10 seasons prior to him being – you know, the Sixers GM, they finished between sixth and the ninth seed eight times. So 80% of the time they were, you know, not good enough to get a high draft or not good enough to, you know, make a playoff run, but also not bad enough to get a top pick. And, you know, since they tanked for what, three, four years, maybe, um, you know, they've been a title contender ever since. And, you know, it's going to continue in the future with Embiid and Harden and, you know, 
and suffer for you know a couple of years and then you know have the future set up for you so i think that's the, the route to go yeah it's kind of a funky situation to be in if you're a vikings fan because now they're picking at 12 again and yeah it's not in the top right, 10 right. they went to the playoffs in 2019 right and they were able to get justin jefferson which was great from the bills trade but in general they've mostly been picking between that 12th to 20 spot and there isn't many studs and actually when you look at the first round whiffs that they've had outside of jj um it's been pretty alarming right and so you're not going to find a franchise altering player most of the time in that range and that's the that's the rock and a hard place you can be in between as a vikings fan uh you're not bad enough to be the jets or the lions and of course you don't historically want to be those franchises but if you get the right draft capital, I mean, look at Miami, right? Miami's had a boatload of first-round picks. They just mortgaged them. They are, they're on the come-up, and they plug in a couple receivers, and we'll see if it works for them. Um, you, you definitely want to either be like that, but not being in the, stuck in the middle, which is where the Vikings have been um, for the better part of the, of the last 10 to 15 years. Uh, I am curious in your guys' thoughts on what they should do at the draft. So they're, they're, they're slotted to pick 12th again. They obviously need cornerback help. Mock draft season is in full swing. You got people who are saying they should trade back, uh, maybe even trade up. You know, the quarterbacks haven't really been set in stone yet. And with Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett being the top two guys off the board, but no one really knowing where they're going to go, it's kind of an interesting spot to be in because there isn't that dynamite quarterback draft prospect that there usually is. Uh, Joseph, I'll start with you. What, what, what do you want to see the Vikings do at the draft this season? Man, they should just draft a cornerback like, uh, I think that's what they should go at 12, and I don't think they should, they should trade back or anything like that. I just think they should just go and get your guy in the 12 uh, pick with a cornerback because that's what we need right now, and uh, we just need to build that uh, that momentum up. And uh, and uh, just just further to that is just my, my concern here is uh, because I remember when um, last year's draft, I remember the Vikings could have drafted a, a field, right? And um, they, didn't, they, didn't, they didn't get him. The Bears got him. But I was just thinking, and it got me really, it got me thinking really hard. Like, what if, like, we could have drafted Phil? Like, will will Phil would have been on a bench, sitting like and wasting his time like that? Because I know, I know for a fact that if New England, let's say for example, if New England would have drafted like uh, Kellerman, I know Kellerman would have been like starting and showing his talent in um in New England right now with the Patriots, and he would have been doing. I'm pretty sure he would have been doing really good there. So like us drafting Kellerman, like I was excited about our situation, and then now seeing him just like his talent and everything going to waste. And we have a new offensive minded coach here that is like um, basically not having to like look at him as that guy and us bringing in Sean Mannion as a backup quarterback doesn't make no sense at all. Like I just like, I'm just really confused about this whole situation. Cause I'm like, why get a young guy like that? And I know he, I know you, he needs time to like, you know, develop and everything, but like, why get him and just waste his talent like that? And just like, you can't, they, they, nobody knows how good he's going to be or nobody knows how good he is because nobody has seen him actually like put his potential and his stamp on like on, on, the, on the game or anything like that. So I'm just looking at the whole situation. I'm saying, man, like we, we, we should not have drafted a, a quarterback if we we're just going to make him just sit and not do nothing and just be that guy on the bench and then bring, and then the new resume, resume uh, the new, the new uh, team that we brought in, just look at him as a same, as that kind of person too. And just like bring in a, a guy who is just so bad because, like, man, that Green Bay game was horrible. Like, I know, like, uh, uh, what's called Kirk Cousins went down and everything like that, but, like, that was no excuse to not to, like, have, like, that game be a, a epic, like, you know, primetime game and everything like that. It was, a, it, was dis- it was a disaster. And I don't know what the new regime scene in Sean Mannion, but I just think, man, that's, a, that's, that's just, I don't know, man. 
I'm so confused. You you have a good. Are you, uh, are you implying? Uh, go ahead. Go ahead, Nick. Are you implying that Clint was a bad OC? Huh? Are you implying that Clint was a bad OC? I'm, I'm, I'm no, I'm not saying he's a bad. No, I, no, no, I'm not saying he's a bad I'm, OC. I'm, I'm, I'm just. I'm just yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying this is his first time ever going to have like a team that he's going to lead, right? But yeah. uh, for me, right, I don't yeah. like, you know, I don't, I don't know, man. It's just there's a lot, lot of question marks. You're playing a good game of what if, right? If, if they had drafted Justin Fields, because I think it changes the entire trajectory of where this team would be at at this point in the offseason. Yeah. They probably would have traded Kirk Cousins. Um, they probably would have leaned all in on being in on him. Um, and instead, you take Kellen Mond, who some people thought could even be better than someone like a Justin Fields or a Mac Jones, and instead he's just kind of sitting there at the wanted poster of, well, where the heck has he been? Um, he, yeah. he, he, was, he was inactive for the majority of the season. He had to be the backup in Green Bay because Kirk went down with COVID, and, and then now he's just buried. You bring back Sean Manning again just because Kirk likes him and it's comfortable. It's, the entire dynamic is, is, is really strange. And Nick, what do you think, man? What do you think of the whole Kellen Mond versus Justin Fields situation from a year ago? And also, what do you think the Vikings should do in, in the draft this season too? Yeah, I didn't mind what we did last year. I mean, obviously, we needed to fortify the O-line a little bit, especially at left tackle. Um, so I was fine trading back and getting Derisaw. And then even the Mon pick I thought was decent. Um, but considering where the coaching staff was and, you know, their inability to care about offense or any quarterback play, I felt like that was, you know, one hurdle that they had to overcome. So, you know, Mond was set up to fail um, from day one. So hopefully with KOC, he gets some sort of a shot. Um, and then going forward this year, I think they should just go best player available. Um, unless it's like a position where you're young and set. Like if there's an offensive tackle, I wouldn't go for it because we have O'Neill and Darisol. But pretty much anywhere else, I would just go best player available. Um, and I do like the kid from Iowa. Um, and I know people have mentioned that 12 is too high to draft a center. Um, but I mean, when we're in week five and Bradbury's getting forklifted backwards, I don't think we'd be saying that. So <laughs> um, I think, yeah, best player available, um, unless it's like a tackle or, you know, somewhere we're already set and young. Yeah, I, I think uh, best player available, mostly on the defensive side of the ball, seems really likely there. You, you bring up a good point. They're probably yeah. not going to take a tackle. Um, I think a reach. I, I'm, I have Bradbury, Garrett Bradbury syndrome, where like even taking Tyler Lindenbaum freaks me out. Like it just right. taking a center with right. that high of a capital pick to me just does not seem like the wisest way to go. And, and you need more help on cornerback, yeah. and you need potentially more players on defense still. Um, I would be more interested in doing something like that for this year. But yeah, going back again to just that Justin Fields pick, they they wanted to do it. And then where was the disconnect? Was it Rick, who clearly I think wasn't interested in doing it, but probably Mike Zimmer and the coaching staff were like, no, don't do that at all. Um, it was they were close to pulling the trigger on that. And now Justin Fields and he could fail in Chicago, obviously. Who knows what will happen there? But they, they have a blueprint. They have a rookie quarterback. And starting next season, they're going to have like a hundred plus million dollars in cap space. So they can really start to build this thing out. And Ryan Poles, who also coincidentally was the runner up or was even maybe the favorite to get the Vikings job, is running the show there in Chicago. So I think Vikings fans are always going to have a weird sort of a what if situation when it comes to Justin Fields watching him in Chicago or wherever he may be. Uh, I am curious your guys' thoughts if the Vikings can contend in 2022. You know, I think most people still have them as that fringe playoff team with them being seven teams in the NFC. Um, will the Vikings contend in 2022, or are they just going to be middling? Will they regress? Is Kevin O'Connell going to unlock the team and get him to the next step and them being forefront of the NFC North? Uh, Joseph, I'll start with you. What do you think? Can the Vikings contend this season? Man, my hopes are not high, man. Like I like I don't have high hopes on uh, this season. Um, I just I feel like we've been lied to so many times already, and uh, I just feel like uh, 
like the way things are looking right now, I don't think like a lot of Vikings fans should have high hopes on like this season on unless something changes or unless something like like different happens. But I just for me personally, I just wanted to see a lot of change happen, like doing that during this off season. Cause like last year, like watching the watch like thing went down, like the whole players movement, the way the players were were things were just different. It was bad. And just by Kirk Cousin getting re-signed, I think like Justin Jefferson, like, you know, the, the the best player on the team, like you think like he would tweet out and say, oh man, like let's freaking go. Like, you know, our guy's here. But I don't think Justin Jefferson is really like huge on Kirk Cousin like that, whatever. So a lot of, uh, there's a lot of question mark to it. I'm not really high on it. And I I, I hope, I hope things go, go, you know, goes good, but I'm not really high on it. Yeah, th- you bring up a good point about Justin Jefferson that I, he's been a good soldier, right? Like he, he's not going to say anything damning about his quarterback, but when you listen to him talk about Joe Burrow and you talk about other the high-profile guys, there's definitely a little bit more uh, pep in his step yeah. when he's talking about them. Yeah. With Kirk, he just knows, hey, he's my quarterback, and Jefferson's have, had two great seasons, so his quarterback isn't hindering him necessarily, but there is something more that he probably can recognize that hey, if we have the right guy in here, this offense isn't just going to be good and it's going to be fun. It could be next level and could be trending with the times that is the NFL being a pass-heavy league. And and keeping Jefferson happy is huge. With now these wide receivers getting huge contracts, I mean, next year, this yeah. time, when you're going to start the contract talks at Jefferson, I mean, my God, what is he going to ask for? <laughs> uh, I, I mean, he's going to make a case. And no, I have been the best receiver the last few years. Where's my payday? So that's going to be a, a interesting conundrum for the Vikings uh, in 2022. Uh, Nick, what do you think, man? Can you, do you think the Vikings can contend in 2022? Or are they just still stuck uh, stuck in that middle rut? Yeah, I think they'll be in the middle. I see maybe nine, ten wins at most, maybe a repeat of 2019 where, you know, they snuck in and maybe pull an upset. Um, but I think that's wishful thinking. I think they have too many holes. Um, I think defensively in the secondary, there are holes everywhere. Offensive lines don't look like it's going to be fixed. So I don't know. We'll see. I think until as long as Kirk's a quarterback, they're never going to be a serious contender. So hopefully one good thing, if they do, you know, fall, maybe pick 15 next year, they could, you know, tie that to a few more picks and trade up to get one of the young quarterbacks. I know the kid from Alabama and Ohio State are projected to be up there. So that's kind of what my hope is. I don't want to, you know, a complete train wreck and, you know, submarine O'Connell's first season and, you know, damage the culture and everything. So hopefully they can be, you know, seven, eight, nine wins somewhere in that range if they're not going to make a deep run and, you know, put themselves in position to, you know, maybe trade up in next year's draft for a quarterback. Yeah, until you get the quarterback, you're you don't have a chance. Probably barring an injury to Kirk Cousins, right? This team is foolproof of being bad. Like, no, 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 right. ma- no matter what. Yeah, I don't think that would be the worst thing, honestly. Yeah. I know you don't root for injuries, but, I mean, if you would go down, there's the built-in excuse of, you know, why they won four games or whatever. So, yeah, absolutely. We'll yeah, it, it's if if they lose Kirk, they are going to be a four-win team. You know, that's, that's Kirk's Correct. gravitational yeah. pull of being, of who he is, of being a near 500 quarterback, and he is a good quarterback. Kirk's good. I think there's a lot of people who listen and consume Purple Daily or maybe hate watch us or watch us from afar that think you guys hate Kirk and you don't think he's good. No, Kirk is good. He's just not good enough to have you compete for Super Bowls. That's the that's the argument. And his contract hinders you from adding those players. Yes, Darius Smith getting under here for $3 million is huge. I, I know they just signed um, uh, the cornerback the from the Panthers, Chandon Sullivan, right before we started recording. Mm-hmm. So, yes, they have a nice corner and they bring in Harrison Phillips, but it hinders you from being big spenders in free agency and making big additions to a defense that has holes all over it. So uh, I, I think they're in the middle. I think they're going to be potentially a seven or six seed. 
I think Green Bay, they might regress a little bit after their regular season success, but they, I still look at them as the favorites in the North. And yeah, the Vikings are probably the second best team unless Justin Fields and the Bears just absolutely go off. Detroit's so far away still from being good um, that it, it, it should be the Packers division still, but I think they'll most likely still be kind of stuck uh, stuck in that middle and competing for a wild card spot. Uh, I always give everyone, too, to give a, kind of one last take or one last thing you want to get off your chest here in Vikings vent line. Joseph, I'll start with you. Is there anything else uh, you want to get off your chest here as a Vikings fan up in Canada? Man, I just... I'm just sick and tired of the excuses, man. Like, to be honest with you, like, fans, like, real fans that watch football knows the game of football. And fans that just watch, like, players and say, oh, that guy's my favorite player. He cannot get traded. He cannot, cannot go. Like, this year, there should be no more excuses, man. Like, what is injury? What is – that's why That's why you got to have a team that no matter what, if you have a starting, like, as, as, as a great starting uh, 50 man, you have to have, like, a whole structure of team of players that won't want somebody go down you the next man up is ready to go and like fill in that gap and i just feel like the vikings have been making so much excuses what is offensive line what is like coaching what is this what is that like no more excuses man it's either you guys it's either like we're going all in to go and win it or we just we're just like talking and 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 making like fans like buy into the whole situation because like a lot of fans have been sucked into the lies and deceit and I just feel like they get caught up in the in, in our situation. And I watch a lot of fans on Ventline, I mean on on um on you guys' show that come out and be saying all kind of crazy things. And I just and I just shake my head because I'm like, man, like are are we like are we watching the game of football? Are we just watching like like you know this person Kirk Cousins is the best quarterback? Oh, if he leaves, oh my God, we we're gonna be so bad if not. Nah. Like the whole the whole the whole process is being able to like build something that is gonna that's gonna be fun to watch, that's gonna be like entertaining. That's not going to be boring. That's not going to be like, oh my gosh, like what's going to happen next? Because if we have a great defense this this season and our offense is not that good, then there's a problem. If we have a good offense and our defense is not that good, then it's a problem. And then people are going to say, oh my god, it was the defensive fault. It was the offensive fault. It, sh- it has to be like equal. Everything has to be like perfect. Because if everything is not perfect, I don't want to hear no more excuses of 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 Kirk Cousins fans or people saying, oh my god, like Kirk Cousins was playing good, but it was this this now. Nah. It's either all or nothing. Like that's how I feel. Like you know, so. Uh, that, amen, Joseph. That's uh, that, that that's actually pretty hilarious because it's it's a conundrum that Vikings fans face. Because is it, and it's not Vikings fans. It's Kirk fans. It's Kirk fans of of saying, yep. well, like you do you really just you don't care about the Vikings? No, we do care about the Vikings. And if you're gonna be a Kirk fan, are you gonna follow him where he goes next? Uh, we want this team to win a Super Bowl, not just 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 attach ourselves to a QB who's good because this team has lacked a franchise guy for basically since Dante left. They've had so many obviously starting quarterbacks in the last 20 years. And that's, that's a conundrum that, that I think a lot of Vikings fans, and it's a misconception of Kirk Cousins fans that they make about the other opposing Vikings fans that are in their community of, no, we just want to see this team win a Super Bowl. And for right now, this team hasn't been good enough. Uh, Nick, what about you, man? Anything else you want to get off your chest before we wrap here? Yeah, just a, a message to Mark Ziggy. Just get out of the way. <laughs> like, like crazy, go to work. I think he's smart enough. He knows what he's doing. You know, I think they have a bright, young offensive coach. I think, you know, the building blocks are there with Jefferson, Darius Hall, O'Neal. I feel like they can really, you know, make a run at it if ownership just, you know, gets out of the way and let the football people make the football decisions. So, and I'm full, fully on board to trust that process. Yeah, trust the process. And as, as collaboration can be good, but it seems like there's too many cooks in the yeah. kitchen, like Joseph said off the top, too. It just... Hey, Quasi, yeah. just make your damn decisions, dude. You don't have to always go to ownership. I know, you know, he said he called it that, called uh, the Vikings the Wilfs baby. Yes, they're the owners, but also Wilfs, just back up, man. 
let let Quasi, <laughs> let KOC just but, do their jobs. You don't have to ask permission yeah. for it. The yeah. kids got to grow up sometime. Yeah, seriously, yeah. absolutely. Let them let them do it. And and if Quasi shipwrecks it, he shipwrecks it. You start over again in three years, right? Like it, it yeah, if he's exactly. absolutely a disaster person. You can just start over. That's the beauty of the NFL. It's not going to hinder you uh, for from yeah. also starting over. Uh, Joseph, Nick, appreciate you guys for uh, for coming on Vikings Event Line today. Uh, if anyone else who's watching this show or listening to this show, Apple, Spotify, scorenorth.com, um, wanted to come on a future episode of Vikings Ventline, shoot me an email. It's vikingsventline at gmail.com. Purple Daily, Minnesota Vikings coverage seven days a week on this YouTube channel. Hit the subscribe button. We'll be talking to you soon.